Hello and welcome to Akadi Magazine's Connecting Communities podcast. My name is Abna Sewa and in this third segment of our episodes on Ghanaians in Ukraine, we speak to Prince, a master's graduate from Kharkiv National University of Economics. In this segment, he tells us about his experiences of leaving Ukraine for Hungary. My name is Prince Tete and uh, I was a student and I was about to do my internship program when the situation happened. How long had you been a student? Um, two years. I was at Kharkiv. That's the second largest city in um, Ukraine. So the school I was in was Simon Kuznets uh, National Economics of, uh, uh, that's National Economics. Um, the whole of Kharkiv, they are mostly imbibed in uh, economics. So when the war started, that was on um, Wednesday evening, uh, there was a curfew that everybody should be at home by 10 p.m. So I got home, that was around 10.30, because I had no food, so I had to go and find food to eat. I was staying at Olesivska, it's also part of the city. So I moved home, I slept around three weeks, I woke up six, because my colleagues were just making noise. So I just woke up and they were saying that there was a mess up. So I was like, wow, I didn't hear anything. I was just sitting there. They were just talking, talking, talking. Within an hour, missiles were being thrown. So it goes like this. Missiles, about 45 missiles are being fired. Mm. Then bombs follow, about seven of them. Then after that, within seven minutes, there is bullets also rolling. So it goes on. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on like that. It's, it's not that consistent. So maybe it can happen within 20 minutes. Then um, for close to two hours or three hours, it starts again. So it happened on Thursday. Thursday evening, too, it was going on like that. But it got intense. That was on Friday. And um, already a friend had left on Wednesday. He said he was going to Tenepro. Then he moved to Lviv. He got to Lviv on Friday and he was able to leave Lviv that was on Monday because he got to the border of Poland and Poland were not allowing them to enter. So he was in Poland at, on Friday till Monday he got to Hungary. So they weren't so, letting him or no, black people they, or who? Yeah, they were not letting black people enter. Mm. Yeah, so he gave us the news that they are not letting him enter. We are not hearing anything from him. till when we came to Hungary on Tuesday, that's when I met him. Then he was like, he's very sorry. This is what happened. He was not getting entry into Poland. So he decided to move to Hungary. And um, we decided to leave Kharkiv on Saturday because mm. how things were turning out, I said I would leave. So my roommate and and um, some other friends, we decided to leave. And uh, actually, I prepared something for us to eat, but we couldn't. So we left it, and we just went straight to the train station. Wow. Um, so you must have been hungry. <laughs> when, you, when you listen to the story, then you see how crazy it is. We mm. go to the train station, and um, there were three trains that came. So in the afternoon, 12... Then another one came around three. Then another one came around, I think, five. So I spent six hours there wow. and I came back home. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
something happened over there. So I decided, no, I wouldn't bother training. What happened? Um, so first, uh, people were just rushing. So I decided that I wouldn't join the, the train because I heard the train was going to Kiev. And Kiev too, there was bomb in there. So I was waiting for the second train. The second train too came. It was the same Kiev. So people didn't really join. Now the third train, that's when they said it's going to Uzgorod. Which is uh, where? Uzgorod is also near to Hungary. The borderline, Chop and Uzgorod is almost the same. And um, later on, we just heard it's not going to Uzgorod again. It's going to Lviv. So I said, okay, I'll try and join. Now we were just standing there. Somebody from nowhere just came. He was just shouting, women should stand here. Men should go back. It's like he was just making noise. And the way he was talking, very, very aggressive. A and Ukrainian. I know that's not a Ukrainian. I wouldn't say he's a Ukrainian. It's, it's, it's a Russian. Because Kharkiv is a city more of Russians, not Ukrainians. Mm. Ukrainians, are, they are not too much. So this man was just and ordering people without wearing uniform. And all of a sudden, I just saw his hand in his pocket. He was holding a gun. Wow. Yeah, and his hand, the right hand was just on the trigger. Then he was just shouting. So anybody who is going to make a move, he's just going to just put it out and just shoot you. It went on for two hours, 30 minutes. That's when the police saw that this man would want to try and cause something. And when we're standing there too, we'll be hearing the bombs, the missiles and everything. And even we saw tankers just passing by as well. So we're just thinking, um, and after the two hours, 30 minutes, Guy saw that there were so many police around, about seven. So he decided to surrender mm. and we became safe. So when the train that was going to Lviv, it was there, it was just there, but nobody had bothered it. Then they said, we should get inside. So people started rushing. I don't know. I decided to take the backside of it. Then something just told me, slow down, slow down, don't board, slow down. So I was slowing down, just watching things and people were just rushing to pick up. All of a sudden, someone boarded the train and the policeman also pulled the gun and he said, he was just talking, you should get down like in their language. That was when I said, man, this is the second time gun is being pulled out. I can't get on the train. Mm. I'm just leaving. I'm going home. I told my friend about it. I WhatsApped him. Then he told me that, where am I? They are trying to get into the train. I said, I'm going home. What I just saw, I wouldn't want to join. Maybe mm. it's a sign that I shouldn't join the train, so I'm going home. I ordered a taxi. Then he just told me that I should wait. I should just wait. I was waiting. He just came out that if I am going home, he doesn't going to join me. He's not going to join the train. There was so much drama. We came back home. Uh, my roommates, we ate the food. Then we said, we'll go the next day. So Sunday, we tried ordering for taxi. In fact, nobody was picking up. We had to increase to around $25. But So what was it uh, before? It could cost you $10 or less. Mm. But because of that, we had to increase it to maybe $25. We even went to $30, but the person was not picking. So one person picked up. That was close to us. When he picks up the, the order, he's not going to come. He's going to call you. So when he calls you, he tells you $200 what? just for 10 minutes drive. Are you yes. joking? I'm not. And he was the same person picking. And I tried. He picked up. He still said $200. I said, man, forget about it. And then I just had a call all, all of a sudden. Then the person was like, he's speaking in um, Russian or Ukraine. That, and he was like, are you going now? I said, yes. He says, come down, come down. So we just had to jump 
pick up a, anything. We couldn't take any food. The only thing that I took was I, I did sobolo and um, I placed it in a bottle, um, 0.5 liters. It was mm. three. So I, mm. I told my friend to take Gary and the rest, but he didn't take so. It was just the sobolo, then we left. Yeah, when we were leaving, soldiers were on the way. So they'll stop you and ask where you're going on those stops. And the driver explained to them that this is what it was. So we had to take a, even a different route from where we used to, to go for the 10 minutes ride. So it was like 12 minutes ride. Then we go to the station. And that was the last train station. So we left on Sunday at 5. Mm. But we got to Lviv on Tuesday. That was 1 a.m. And we had to wait for a Uzgorod train. Then that one, too, we had to wait for four hours. So we left around 5.30 in the morning. Then we set off to Uzgorod. Then when we go to Uzgorod 2, everyone who you order, the person mm. will tell you that he's bringing you to chop. Then mm. from chop to then you have to add, order another one. So we said, no, we are not going to do that, that deal because it's just extorting money. Mm. So I was just trying, trying, trying to tell someone picked up. And he says, okay, he's going to take us, but unless... We pay him hundred dollars. That's two thousand five hundred, almost wow. yeah, hundred dollars for Hong Kong. Two thousand five hundred um, grivna. So I said, okay, no problem. He brought us to the hungry border. He knew that he cannot take us to the border itself. So when you get to uh, when you are coming to the hungry border, they are going to alight you somewhere else. Then you ha- you have to walk. And he was telling me, we just um, go. So that's how I was able to get to hungry. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you missed part one, visit our website www.academagazine.com to find all of our podcasts and more. In the next segment, other Ghanaians studying Ukraine share their stories. The music in this piece is exclusively recorded for Miss B Writes and Academy Magazine and is called Infitiasi, meaning Genesis in Akan. It is composed by percussionist Eric Uwusu, a.k.a. King Uwusu, in collaboration with producer Nia Tom Sabag.